Welcome to Stacking Sons Podcast. Hey everyone, I'm Pastor Mark, and today we have with us Heather Feeney from Texas. Say hello, Heather, if you would, to the audience. Hey, everybody. <laughs> so good to have you on the show. I'm really excited about hearing what God's done in your life. Um, for those of you that may be new to the podcast, Stacking Stones podcast, really, we just have one focus, one purpose, and that's to testify uh, about hearing God and seeing his miracles. So today, Heather is going to share with us a miracle that happened in her life and how that impacted her her family, how that impacted her faith, and um, really looking forward to hearing that today, Heather. But before we do, would you just give a brief intro, tell a little bit about yourself, um, family, you know, kids, all that kind of stuff, and uh, and then we'll go from there. Is that cool? Okay. Yes, yes. First of all, so honored and humbled that you would ask me to do this. I'm just in awe of what God's continuing to do with his story. But yes, I'm Heather Finney. I'm from Texas. I am married to Jason Finney, and um, we will celebrate 30 years of marriage this July. So that's pretty awesome. That's right. Um, We have two boys, Austin and Will, and um, they both are married within the last two years. Um, Austin and his wife ever married in May of 2021. And Will awesome. and Abby Claire just celebrated their one-year anniversary yesterday, married one year. So we are overjoyed and astounded um, by the answered prayers of precious, precious daughter-in-loves in our life. The Lord has been so gracious. Um, both couples live in the Fort Worth area, not far from us. So oh, we're in a fun fortunate. season of life. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. So just happy to be here with you today, Mark. Awesome, awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about um, what you're going to share today and what happened. Yeah, I, um, you know, when you hear of God at work in unbelievable ways in other people's lives and you rejoice with them and you think that's so wonderful for them, but you just think mm, he's probably not going to do that for me. Um, that's where my story begins. It was um, in April of 2015. It was a Friday night. Um, where, where the story starts to unfold, where God begins his work. Um, but I, um, I was heartbroken. My, my heart was in pieces. We were struggling with parenting teens. Um, we were facing a possible job change for my husband that would include a move to Arizona. And we had raised these boys in Texas from day one. They were freshmen and juniors in high school at the time. So critical time to not want to leave their friends. Um, my oldest brother was facing a kidney transplant that my dad had passed away from the same kidney disease. And my father-in-law had MS and he was hospitalized at the time. So life just felt really heavy. Um, I can specifically remember spending that weekend saying, Lord, do you, are you, are you knowing what's going on here? Like, do you see any of this? Cause this is Uh, a lot and it feels heavy and uh, you just feel like, I just want to pull the shades. Like I, I, he obviously doesn't see me. He's doing things for other people, but I just like take care of one of these things for me. Right. (laughs) Um, so I can, that was Friday night and I can remember Saturday morning going for a walk in our neighborhood. And it was the same path that I walked multiple times a week. And I was just so overcome with, all that was going on. And I remember listening to a worship song in my um, AirPods and um, I just sat down on the curb and on a random street and I just cried and um, really crying out to the Lord. Like I, I need to see you move in something here. And um, 
there was a, another woman walking that I had never seen before that came and sat down on the curb next to me and said, I know you don't know me, but I just feel like the Lord wants me to tell you that he sees you and he's real. She handed me a tissue out of her little fanny pack, her little exercise, you know, band and said, have a great day. And I, Mark, I've never seen that woman again to this Um, day. And I walked that same path. So I was like, okay, God, you do see me like, Thank you for that. You know, I was just really astounded with that. Like, where did she come from? I don't know. Um, So that was Saturday. Then that following Monday, uh, my mom had texted me to remind me that the healing rooms were open um, Mm -hmm. for prayer that Monday night. And I'll give a little background there. I um, I had not been before. That was something my mom and um, my oldest son, Austin, had done together um, before standardized testing. The ACT was coming up. And so that's why she was like, maybe y'all could go for prayer. Um, he had been diagnosed with a learning disability in math. And so it was like any opportunity to pray and ask Jesus for help when it came to this stuff, we were on it, right? But she was on it with him for that. And so I thought, well, after the weekend we've had, um, he's probably not going to want to go there with me. (laughs) And so I texted him. He was at school and I texted and said, hey, the healing rooms are open tonight. Would you like to go? Um, Immediately texted back, yes. And I was like, oh, uh uh-oh, that means I have to go. so if I'm honest, I was I was nervous about going. I, I really didn't know what to expect when I got there. Um, so, so you hadn't actually been there before? No, no, okay. I had okay. not. No. Cool. Interesting. And, it, and I had I just I described I've described it to people since that night of people just coming and desperately wanting a touch from the Lord, um, just coming so expectant. Um And I said to somebody too, like explained it, that um, when there's volunteers at church that want to rock the babies or the people that were just born to be a greeter at the church or show up to help hormonal youth on a Wednesday night, right? Like all those volunteers, these people that were there at the prayer rooms were those people that just wanted to agree with you in prayer uh, for what the Lord would do in your life and to be expectant and just to pray big, bold prayers. So um, we walked in and as it always goes, God has had prepared a story that I never, ever would have imagined. Isaiah 55, 8, 9, I'm going to say this. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. My ways are far (laughs) beyond anything you could imagine. And for just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways and my, my thoughts higher than your thoughts. And man, his plans for us that night were so beyond anything that I could have imagined. So Austin, they ask you to fill out a clipboard, just tell, you know, a little bit about why you're there for prayer. Mm -hmm. Um, Austin had done that and we just kind of waited our turn. Um, They had a different, maybe one or two people that would come call you up and, and stand just in a little prayer circle to pray. And so we had two individuals. I remember their names were Robin Elizabeth came and said, Austin, Heather, you know, come with us. So we just began to pray and they were precious. They just spoke to Austin. We're so encouraging to him about just his, his want to at 17 years old to come and pray and hear from the Lord. That's a big deal. Just to be encouraged with that. Um, So we prayed and had a precious time with them. And after we prayed, uh, Elizabeth, there was another gentleman that walked up to our circle and Elizabeth 
said, um, oh, let me introduce you. This is Carl. When Carl comes up, uh, we know that the Lord's given him something to say. So Carl, what, you know, what do you have to say? So, so, so let me interrupt. Can I interrupt you? Yes. Instead of Elizabeth, was Elizabeth the name of someone who was already praying with you? Like, yeah, Elizabeth and Rob were, were the, I don't believe they were husband and wife, but they were just the two volunteers that okay. had gotten Austin. And I, so it was just the four of us originally, Austin and I, and then Elizabeth and Rob that were the volunteers from, from the healing room that night. Okay. So then Carl was another volunteer that walked up. Okay, cool. Um, okay. So yeah, he, he approached and um, she just said, you know, Carl, what, what do you have to say? So he turned and, and encouraged Austin and some things. Um, and then he turned and looked at me. And he said, um, mom, how's your physical health? And I'm like, hold up. Like, first of all, I did not fill out a clipboard. <clears throat> this man knows nothing about me. Like Austin filled out his form, you know, of what to be prayed for. I was just the mom coming along and, and bringing the son. And I thought, hmm, I'm not really sure how he knows this. But I was like, okay, what he didn't know was what I shared with you a little bit like, my rheumatoid arthritis was crippling at the point. Like my hair was falling out at that time. It's stress exacerbates that. And so with everything I said at the beginning with the possible move, the just hard times with teens, just my brother uh, facing the transplant, my father-in-law hospitalized, like all of those things. I'm thinking, well, it's not real good, but I'm going to tell this man because I have no idea who he is. I, and I'm just being so honest. I was like, oh, it's fine. And trying so not hard not to cry. And um, he said, well, mom, I know you came for your son, but I'm asking you, how's your physical health? Mark, like, you know, I just burst into tears. Like what in the world? I thought, how does he know to ask me that? Um, so I was blown away. Um, and then at that point, I mean, I'm just, crying because I, I'm just like, okay, I'm, I got to be honest and tell him. So I told him all the things I just told you. And um, we all prayed together, the five of us that were standing there. And um, he asked me after we prayed, do you feel anything different? And I thought, oh boy, this is where the enemy came in. He was like, mm -hmm, you didn't feel like heat in your back or something like that, where I had heard of when other people have been healed, oh. like maybe they felt something physically, right? Like mm -hmm. that they, they felt a burning sensation or what, whatever. And I was like, I, mm -mm. I said, I don't think so. You know, I was just so like, what do I say? And then Emmy's like, you know what, this is dumb, you know, like already, like in my head, I'm just, I'm oh, feeling wow. all of that. And, um, right then so when they, he asked you, you're, you're, yeah, you're hearing all like, that. I, like, he felt like the enemy said, mm, now what are you going to do? What are you going to say? Like, are you going to make something up or what? So I honestly told him, like, I didn't feel anything like change in my body. Okay. Um, so we left, went home, you know, it was a Monday night and there's homework to be done, you know, all, all of the things. So I didn't really think a lot more about it. Austin and I walked out together and I can remember saying to him, this is so silly now that I think about it, but I said to him, um, I'm sorry they prayed for me too. And he's like, seriously, like, it's so awesome. They prayed for both of us, you know, but in my mind as a mom, I was like, but we were there for him. And the Lord's yeah. like, yeah, but guess what? I got something for you too, you know? So this is how I work. And um, so went to bed Monday night, didn't think much more about it. 
and um, woke up early Tuesday morning and we, it was April. So I'm pretty sure it was spring football. So it was very early. <laughs> Those years of mom's. Can yeah. I interrupt you one quick second? So yeah. um, before you tell me about Tuesday morning, how long had you had or been diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis? This point 17, in your life. 17 years. 17 years. And I'll get to that. Yeah. Wow. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Thanks. A long time. Yes, you bet. Um, so Tuesday morning, you know, woke up, alarm clock goes off and I'm thinking, oh, it cannot be time to already get these boys to football practice or school, you know, whatever was going on. And so I laid there for a few minutes and so I just, I can't even say it without tearing up, but so sweetly, Mark heard the Lord say to me, I healed you last night, Heather. And I just, I laid there and thought, okay, I'm making that up, you know? And I've explained to people since then too, it's like, I've heard the Lord say, you know, to me before, like, reach out to that person or, you know, when the Holy Spirit just impresses you on, impresses something on you like that. But this was so different. I was just like, where did that come from? You know, you're kind of still laying in bed, but I'm kind of doing this. Like, who said that? And um, so I can remember saying to the Lord, like, how do I know? Like, like, how do I know I'm not making this up in, in my head? And he just so sweetly replied in the same way that he told me I was healed. He said, just walk it out. Just walk it out. So in my trusting way of walking it out, I kept it to myself for two days. Didn't even tell my husband. Um, I was testing him. If I'm honest, I, um, you know, I would, I would have back pain or things like that, or things like sitting on our kitchen bar stools, stuff like that, that would be very uncomfortable at, at the time. Um, exercising and those kind of things just at times when it was exacerbated were, were difficult. Um, so I tested him for two days and then he was like, you going to so, tell your so husband. So you're checking all of these things. All of right? Them. Just me, okay. just me, just me and the Lord. Yeah. Just, yeah, okay, I'm just cool. like, because I had, you know, I, I think again, if I'm honest too, the enemy was like, you, nothing happened. Like, why do you think something happened? You know? Mm. And um, I'm like, because I know the Lord told me that and I have to yeah. stand on that. And he told me to walk it out. So you shut up. You know, <laughs> I was just like, no, Um <laughs> so I finally said to my husband, we were going to go on a walk that Thursday night. And I said to him, um, Hey, I got something to tell you. He's like, Oh, please. Nothing else. You know, life was, was heavy for him because oh, he was oh, doing yeah, all of these yeah. things too. Um, and I said, I just have to tell you, I can remember where we were in the neighborhood behind us that we walk in. And I said, the Lord healed me when I went to the healing rooms with Austin. He's like, what? And I said, yeah, he told me he healed me. He's like, what do you mean? So, you know, we go through this whole thing. And then I told him, I said, but I'm doubting. I said, I'm doubting. And I said, he's like, well, what did the Lord say? And so I said, he told me to walk it out. And he's like, you don't have to have all the answers because God does. He's like, then that's what we do. We just walk it out. So um, by that, that was midweek, like Thursday, by that Saturday, I knew I had to tell my mom, my mom, if anybody had prayed for me since the yeah. day I was diagnosed, it was my mother, my sweet mother. Um, so I was Love getting myself ready. Yes. I was getting myself ready to um, go see her and I was blow drying my hair. And the Lord said to me, go look up the date of Easter 1998. 
And I thought, okay, no, really, I was, I was like, that's cuckoo. I don't even know why he would say that. Um, so I kept blow drying my hair and I ignored it. And he said, go look at the date of Easter 1998. So as I flipped my laptop open to Google, when was Easter 1998? He reminded me that I had been diagnosed with arthritis, with rheumatoid arthritis on April 12th of 1998. And wow. that was Easter weekend. So um, Austin had, he was probably about five months old at that point. Um, I think my husband was glad that we finally had a diagnosis. I had had a lot of testing and things done, but if I'm honest, I was devastated. I'm like, I am too young to have this disease. Um, but for people that don't think God's in the details, like you and I sharing before we we hit record, just the details of what God God was doing in your life. Um, after I had Googled that date, the Lord showed me that it had been 17 years, almost to the day that from when I was diagnosed to in April of 20, so April 1998 to April in 2015, when he healed me. And I thought, well, that's kind of cool. Like it was April 12th, 13th. And I thought, that's cool, but I don't really know, you know, what that means. So I went out to tell my husband before I left to go share with my mom. And he said, uh, he came in and before I left, he said, Hey, come here. And the Lord had prompted him to go look up what the biblical significance of the number 17 was. And I thought, I never thought to do that. You know what it is. You know what the significance is. No. Let me tell you it's over. So the, the number 17 in the Bible represents overcoming the enemy and complete victory. Wow. Like, did that for me. Like <laughs> that was just so overwhelming to oh me. Like I, I will never like forget that that was <laughs> like, I mean, just blown away still like this many years later, right? Like that he chose to do that for me. But if I'm honest, yes. there's still a little part of the testimony that, was unfolding from then I, I needed, I had a follow-up appointment. I went for all those years to see a rheumatologist, like every six weeks. Um, I had given myself, um, injections weekly oh my. For the disease, and I took oral meds as well. Um, so my, my next appointment was coming up and if I'm honest, Mark, I was so, terrified to go. Well, so before you go there, so, Back at the 17, when the day you're blow drying your hair, you looked up the date. And then it was, it was when you were telling your husband and he looked up 17. Yes, he did. And then did you yeah. ever get to tell your mom? Was that, that happened in yes. there too? So I went, told my mom, you know, then shared with other family and, you know, all the things, but it was still one of those things of like, I was walking it out and yeah. um, it was, it was easy to share with some um, cause you know, we had college friends and some people like that, that had like, they had known me since, since those young adult years when I was a young mom, right. um, my dad had passed away when I was 29. So it was, there was a lot, you know? And so they had, a lot of them had seen me in those suffering years, if you will, trying to, right. you know, grieve the loss of my dad at such, such a young age. Um, and then just trying to raise kids, you know, and, and do this. I had, um, I had in that time after my dad died and, and I was diagnosed, I had two carpal tunnel surgeries and a rheumatoid mass removed from my wrist. Um, 
so it was just like yeah I, I was sharing during that time but I was still I still kind of held it a little bit close mm -hmm. to the vest if you will um just mm -hmm. like I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this like you know is the Lord gonna give me an opportunity to share or am I just supposed to tell the people around me um right. which I'm sure he was just like Heather just just walk it out I told you it was very simple just walk it out you know but goodness we as humans like just complicate it more than it needs to be right but no right. that was a sweet time of just encouraging like my close family members and friends is probably where I started first um to share so I went to that next uh rheumatologist appointment and I was petrified to tell my doctor which everybody might be like why you know like just be like I'm healed I don't have to be here anymore well my doctor was not a believer and um I just remember thinking okay I'm sitting there waiting for her to come in. And I thought, first of all, I thought I need a barf bag because I was so nervous. Oh, Second wow. of all, I thought, I'm just going to tell her that I feel good, but I'm not going to like tell her the Lord mm. healed me. And the Lord's like, yeah, no, you're going to tell her what I did for you. And I was like, okay. And the door opens, you know, you hear it, you hear them getting a the little clipboard of your chart out, you know, on the door or whatever. And so she walked in and I can remember just saying like, this is what the, I mean, I'm sobbing. She's like, why are you crying? And I said, because I'm so overwhelmed that the Lord did this. Well, of course, in her medical way, she basically was like, um, this doesn't really happen. Like once you start these kind of meds, like you're mm. on them for forever. So, you know, here comes doubt creeping in, you know? Um, and I'm like, well, I said, can we agree to like lessen my meds like this next six weeks till I see you again and just see how that goes. So she agreed to do that, but she said, you know, I want to do a disease activity test. It was a blood test. And she said, that will show me for sure. And so I think in her mind, it was like, that's going to come back. And she still has rheumatoid arthritis. And in my mind, I'm like, Lord, you better show up again. <laughs> right? Like I'm waiting. <laughs> so literally Mark six weeks, I'm waiting, 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 waiting. And the enemy's having a heyday in mm. my head. Like, mm, what do you think that's, you know, Testa's going to say, well, what if she comes back and says, no, you can't get off meds. Like, what are you going to do? Mm. Um, and right. I finally, yeah. one point said to my husband, I said, this is stressing me out. Like, I don't like, and he said, what do you want? Do you want like the, the paper that comes back to like say H for healed on it? And I said, yeah, maybe I do. I don't know if just in my humanness, right. I was just like, okay, I'm going to share this, but I'm also going to take the paper that says H for healed. Heather is healed. You know, um, yeah. I think that's what I was waiting for. So fast forward, um, I did, she did come, I went back, it was probably six weeks again, because that was usually my set time. Um, and she just said, I'm really concerned for you to come off of these meds. Um, she said, you know, and I told her, I said, we had to, as a couple, a husband and wife, trust the Lord. And we prayed about it before I started the injections, before I started the oral meds. And it was like, I, I needed a quality of life. I was a young mom and my dad had just died. And I was like, I, I have to be able to function. I don't have the luxury of pulling the shades and getting under the covers and somebody else to raise these babies right now, you know? Um, so I just told her, I said, I'm not worried about it. Like 
the, the Lord took care of it all that time. We didn't know it was a newer drug um, at the time. So there wasn't 10 years of data to know what it was going to do, you know, 10 years down the road, you know, to your body. But we trusted, we trusted the Lord that that was what I needed to do mm-hmm. at the time. And um, so she just said, um, I said to her, uh, well, what about the disease activity test that you took? I'm, you know, I'm waiting for the H to come out. <laughs> and she had it folded on a piece of paper and um she handed it to me and i opened it well it's like this scale and i'm like okay well you know put this in real people terms patient terms like what is this and she said well you scored a 16 on a scale from zero to 100 and i'm like okay i still don't know what that means i said well what does that mean and she said it means you don't have rheumatoid arthritis and (laughs) i said what and literally she, she didn't want to like, tell you that she did not leave with way that. of patient doctor i literally shoved her arm and said shut up and she <laughs> just looked at me like but it was like that was it wasn't it wasn't an actual h that you know she had written on there but it was the h that i needed it was right and i, can't I find that fascinating that she did not lead with that that like no. she talked I, to you about all this and it, then she gave you the folded paper. Oh, yeah. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Just like, oh, by the way. Yeah. So wow. I um yeah, I just but but I did face two, and, and I want to say this. Um what the Lord had done for me was so remarkable, but I also felt like, why me? Like I had family members mm. that needed a real touch from the Lord. I didn't want my my brother to have to go through a kidney transplant. I wanted my my uh, father-in-law to be touched and be healed from MS. I was like, why me? Like, why? Like, there's so many other people that I felt were more deserving, if you will, um, or just more desperate. I don't know. Like that that may sound weird just to say it that way, but I remember my husband saying to you to me, Why not you? And I was like, Oh, love and that. he was like, he said, the Lord knows you're gonna share. Um, of his amazing goodness with others um, and his healing power. And I'm like, wow, like he's trusting me with this testimony to do that. And that's just so still this, this long after, right. It's still so amazing. So that really, is amazing. Like, was, he is. A, that's it's still huge. It's I know. So much it fun to so listen. So, so it's been eight years and I was reviewing, you know, kind of going over this before you and I got on and I'm, if I'm honest, I'm continuing to walk it out. Um, like the Lord just showing how he wants to use this, like how you and I met just a few weeks ago, right? Like I was yeah. sharing this testimony with a small group of women in Bible study and then our connection with Anne and Anne hearing. That's what I, I, I do. I have time to still share. A, a oh yeah. More yeah. Time? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Okay. Um, so the Lord continues to teach me so many things through this, but one that stands out so much is obedience. I um, think about how many times the Lord asked me to do something, right? Like Heather, you know, go talk to that lady at the grocery store or go over and pray for that person. Or, you know, even just a phone call, right? Like put somebody on your heart, like, you know, call Mark, check on him, you know, whatever, call your friend, like check on him, family member, whatever it is. And so many times I'm like, I'm kind of tired or like that's out of my comfort zone or surely somebody else is going to do it. Right. Um, But I think Mark, 
how different would this story be if Carl had not been obedient that night? Right? right. Like, oh, yeah. he wasn't even part of our initial prayer group. I hadn't filled out a prayer form. He knew nothing about me. And I think Carl heard from the Lord that night. I don't know where he was standing in the auditorium, but the Lord said, go over to that lady with her son and ask her how her physical health is. And I'm thinking the boldness and the obedience that that took for him to step out and be like, because what if I had just continued to say, oh, I'm fine. Oh, I'm fine, which I could have, right? Um, but I'm so grateful that he obeyed. And that's just something for me that I'm just like, the Lord can use all of us, right? And it's yep. just literally that step of obedience. It's just to say, okay, Lord, I don't know what to say. And I think we get caught up in that so much of what if I don't have the right thing to say? What if I don't remember the scripture that I memorized when I was seven years old that would be perfect for right now, but I just can't recall it. Um, and he's just like, will you just say yes? And then I'll do the rest. And I just, I came back to the healing room like two weeks later. Cause I was like, I got to find Carl and I got to, I got to find out what, how he knew I had all these questions. Right. <laughs> so I went and um, I asked, I'm like, is Carl here? And I'm sure they were like, um, crazy in the foyer of the church wants to talk to Carl since security too. But he was so precious and came out and I said, I don't know if you remember who I am, but I said, I was here with my son and you prayed for us and you prayed for me to be healed from rheumatoid arthritis. And I said, I just have to tell you, and all of my questions of like, how did he know? What what in the world? Just completely turned to thankfulness for his obedience. Mm -hmm. And I said, I just have to tell you, the Lord healed me that night. And he was so touched, right? Because for those of you that had been at the healing rooms or, or volunteered at the healing rooms, like he's like, there's so many times that we don't know, Heather, like right. if people have gotten a touch from the Lord, right? So it was encouraging to him too, right? Like to see, like I obeyed and the Lord, and we don't always get, get to see that, you know, this right. side of heaven, but yeah. it's, it was just such an encouraging time. And so, so cool how since then, like eight years later, I haven't seen Carl since then, but how the Lord brought you and Carl. And then we were able to have prayer time for him facing his health challenges. Now I'm like, Lord, you're awesome. Like I, I just... It's unbelievable, really not unbelievable, but it's just astounding. Yeah. Maybe that's a better word, it right? Like it's, it's hard astounding. to believe in. The, yeah, for the, what all the pieces that moved and how they moved and when they moved. Right. Because Carl prayed for me for my uh, cancer um, oh, in did. 2016. So laid hands on me, and so um, awesome. so I happened to get invited that night yeah. when when you and I met by Anne to yeah. pray for Carl. Yes. And so, Just, um, you know, that's the, I think part of the beauty of the testimony of the Lord is, is, is the level of specificity and complicated intricacies of that person come here, this person there. Okay. So all that converging at some moment that would um, be like his planning is so huge. And right. so complicated to me in so many ways like how could you have had that person come and then that and then it's not a jew we don't know each other two weeks ago you didn't know ann or maybe three i can't remember the timeline and so and then that she heard you giving a testimony and 
she happened to be there that night um, doing some art like like all of the the things that we may have really enjoyed and appreciated he doesn't or maybe even ignored he just doesn't waste it no it's not wasted at all and then it comes back together and um and it's yeah, just so funny how he, how he weaves everybody together like that right like where he could just be like okay i'm gonna heal heather and touch me and it's done but just how this his his story continues to live on and just encourage and that that's just my my whole hope for saying yes to you to be on today i've never been on a podcast before but i'm just like okay i know the lord's asking me to do that right and i just want people to be encouraged i just it's yeah. like whatever you're believing god for like don't quit believing for it because he's faithful to all he promises. And, and that's what I would say to people, like, just continue to walk it out. That wasn't just for me. That wasn't just a word for me, yeah. but it is like, we just got to keep putting one foot in front of the other because it's so easy to get stuck where we are of thinking, like I said, at the beginning, he'll do it for somebody else, but he's not going to do it for me. And that's just, that's so not true. Like he'll do it for all of us. Right. Um, and it just looks different for all of us, but that's the blast of being a Christ follower to see how he's yeah. going to do it and the ways he's going to do it and how he's going to use us, you know, and bring other people into the fold and all of that. So, yeah, that's my awesome story of being it healed. Is. Well, you know, it's funny is um, typically at the end of the podcast, I ask people like, what would you, what would you want to say to people who are watching or listening or even to your children or other folks. And you kind of, you kind of touched on that, that, you know, you just said like, yeah. it's possible. Um, but I would add, if there's anything like you'd want to say to your children or your children's children's children, like, mm -hmm. what would you want to impart to them as part of your testimony today? Is wow. there anything that comes to mind? You know, I have on a little message board in our hallway, I had just changed it. Um, the wording on it the other day. And it says, faithful then faithful now and he is i mean it's like when i look back on raising kids and then to becoming empty nesters and then to becoming um you know in-laws now and it's just like for times when i look back and think what was so big you know at the time which anything that we're walking through that's troubling our heart, right? Like he cares about all of that. But when, if I, if I take time to sit down and that's what I would say to my kids too, you're going to have hard, like that's just the world we're in, right? There's going to be hard, but I'm so grateful that my boys and, and my, my daughter-in-laws um, are all following the Lord. And I don't know how people do it without the Lord, Mark. I don't. Um, yeah when I can look back on just so many things in our life and be like, it might've not been as quick of an answer as I wanted, or maybe the answer I thought it was going to be, but he's been so faithful, faithful then faithful now. And I just, I find myself saying that over and over to friends that I have, you know, that are walking through things. It's just like, you're in different seasons of feeling like, I just don't know if he hears me, you know, and he does. He does, but it's just that time that I would say, if you're saying for me specifically to say to my kids and, and grandkids and all that one day, just keep pressing in, like keep him first. And it's his, his timing is always perfect for us, right? There's so many things he wants to teach us along the way. And it's like, we just can't wish all of that away. 
because he grows us in those times. He draws us closer in those times. And we learn to rely on him and his strength and his wisdom and all those things, you know, in those times. So I'm just so thankful for his faithfulness in my life. I am. I just, it's hard to put all that into words. Yes, it it certainly is. But You've done a great job testifying of of Thank just you. the miracle of being healed. Of rheumatoid arthritis is it's huge after 17 years. So um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you. And um, we just pray that the testimony will just go out. And whoever hears and listens um, to your testimony um, will be healed, will be blessed, will be encouraged. Um, and we'll just uh, come to know our Savior in new and, and deeper and more intimate, um, holy way. So that, that is our hope and our, and our, yes. um, heart for today. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, you everyone for um, tuning in. We will talk with y'all later. God bless you. Take care. If you would like to give a testimony of hearing God or seeing a miracle, we would love to hear from you. We invite you to pray and ask the Lord, if this is a time for you to share that testimony And if it is, we would love to hear from you. Uh, Please email us. Our email is info at stackingstones.life. Info at stackingstones.life. We just pray that the testimony of Jesus will encourage you to pursue him even more. God bless you.